Hi, good day and welcome to About Patterson, a podcast about the past, present, and future of our hometown, Patterson, New Jersey. As all Pattersonians know, Patterson was founded by our first Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, in 1791. Hamilton's vision for Patterson was as America's first planned industrial city, but even Hamilton couldn't have seen what Patterson would become. Patterson led the Industrial Revolution where Sam Colt manufactured his first revolvers, John Ryle manufactured America's first silk, Thomas Rogers built the first American locomotives, and John Holland tested the world's first modern submarine. But Patterson isn't just about the Industrial Revolution, it's about us, the people of Patterson. It's about our parents, our grandparents, and our great-grandparents who came to America and settled in Patterson for a better life. We all know Patterson today isn't the Patterson we grew up in, but something is happening that no one saw coming. After decades of decline, a miracle happened. Two Pattersonians, former Mayor Bill Pascrell in the House of Representatives and Frank Lautenberg in the United States Senate, passed a bill that was signed by President Barack Obama, making our Great Falls District a national park, and in my view, changed Patterson's future for the better. This is a podcast about Patterson, the historic Patterson we learned about, the Patterson we grew up in, and the Patterson that, in my opinion, is emerging from the ashes. So thanks so much for joining me today. My name is Ed Franks, and I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. Welcome to the fifth episode of the About Patterson podcast. Today's podcast is about Patterson's most generous benefactor, one of the three men that have statues in City Hall Plaza, and the only one that I'm aware of who had a statue dedicated while he was alive, Nathan Barnard. Most Pattersonians are familiar with the three statues outside City Hall. The center statue is of Pattersonian Garrett A. Hobart, 24th Vice President of the United States under President McKinley. The statue on Hobart's right is of the former Patterson Mayor, Dr. Andrew F. McBride, And the statue to Hobart's left is of Patterson's most generous benefactor, former mayor Nathan Barnard. Nathan Barnard was born in Posen, Prussia, on the holiest of holy Jewish days, Yom Kippur, on September 20, 1838. When Nathan was 11 years old, his family moved to New York City, where his father started a tailor shop. Nathan worked in the shop while studying the Talmud. In 1848, gold was discovered in California. We know that as the California Gold Rush, and thousands of young men headed west to strike it rich. Nathan must have really wanted to go. After raising the money for the trip by selling candles and soaps, he persuaded his parents to let him go. Nathan and a friend bought two tickets passage for Nicaragua. Their passage fee did not provide food, so the boys had to work as stokers. Each boy earned $36, a pretty good amount of money in those days. Eventually, they landed in Marysville, California, and traveled to Sacramento. Nathan, after talking to the miners, realized everyone didn't get rich and decided there was probably a better path to riches. He went to San Francisco, purchased a supply of candles and scented soaps, and made a tour of the mining camps, selling his wares to the miner. He earned about $1,400. In 1856, Barnard returned to New York City a very different young man, 
Through hard work, he came home a strong, healthy young man of 18 and entered the clothing business. Two years later, he sold the business and moved to Patterson, where he formed a partnership with another young man and opened a tailor shop on Main Street. The outbreak of the Civil War provided a great opportunity for both men. Barnard acquired several large government contracts to supply the Union forces with clothing, which earned him a heck of a lot of money. He also provided hundreds of jobs for Pattersonians. With his newfound wealth, he began his lifetime of investing in Patterson real estate. On September 2, 1863, Nathan Barnard married Miriam Phillips, daughter of a wealthy Hebrew family in New York City. Barnard entered politics in 1876 when he was asked by the Democratic Committee to be the Democrat nominee for alderman of Patterson's 6th Ward. He was elected, and two years later he was re-elected. In the 1880s, Barnard expanded his real estate holdings considerably. In 1882, he built the massive Barnard Mill on the corners of Railway Avenue, Grand Avenue, I mean Grand Street, and Dale Avenue. Some biographies identify Barnard as a silk manufacturer. This is incorrect. Just like the mining adventure, Barnard decided there was far less risk in renting space to silk and textile manufacturers. After his success as alderman in 1883, the Democrat committee approached Barnard to run for mayor. In what was called the most honest election ever in Patterson, Nathan Barnard was elected mayor. With his core mission to eliminate government waste of public funds, Barnard also improved the sewer system in the city. My political aspirations are overestimated, he said. Public office has no charm for me. To be serviceable to the people who have put their trust in me as executive is my aim. It is my only object to accomplish a more careful, honest, systematic method of business. Mayor Barnard gave his official salary as mayor to the hospitals and to the poor, irrespective of creed. In his re-election campaign, he was defeated by Charles Beckwith. In 1886, the leaders of the Democrat Party tried to persuade Barnard to run for Congress. He was not interested. Two years later, in 1888, Barnard was again persuaded to run for mayor. He was re-elected and served until 1891. In 1889, Miriam and Nathan deeded property on the corner of Straight Street and Broadway for the Nathan Barnard Temple. Nathan Barnard paid for the construction, and at the dedication, President William McKinley was the guest of honor. Five months after the death of President McKinley's vice president, Garrett Hobart, the president arrived in Patterson to visit the former second lady. The presidential party stayed at Carroll Hall with Mrs. Hobart and Garrett Hobart, Jr. Nathan Barnard extended an invitation through Mrs. Hobart for the president to visit Barnard Temple. And on the evening of April 20, 1900, ex-Mayor Nathan Barnard escorted the President of the United States arm-in-arm to his seat at the front of the temple. On March 31, 1901, Miriam Barnard died. Thousands of Pattersonians of all denominations filled the streets at their house on Broadway. One year later, Nathan Barnard deeded the land for a home for the Free School Association of Patterson to be renamed or named the Miriam Barnard Hebrew Free School. On average, the school had about 500 pupils, ranging in age from 6 to 14. They studied the Bible and post-biblical history. 
Of all the Barnett donations to the city of Patterson, Nathan and Miriam Barnett Memorial Hospital was the most significant. On Nathan Barnett's 75th birthday, Barnett donated $450,000 and 16 city lots for the 1914 construction of the hospital at 680 Broadway. The original building was designed by Fred Wesley Wentworth in a classical revival style. Nathan Barnard officially transferred the land for the hospital in May 1914. The newspapers reported that the new hospital will be non-sectarian and dedicated to the memory of Miriam Barnard. Thousands stood on Broadway on the afternoon of October 19, 1914, as the cornerstone of the new hospital was laid. A huge parade followed. In June 1924, Nathan Barnard donated land for the Miriam Barnard Nurses' Home. Every influential Pattersonian was present at the laying of the cornerstone. When Judge Joseph A. Delaney made an off-the-cuff remark that while ex-Mayor Barnard was still alive, we should erect a statue to express the appreciation of the people of Patterson. Before the ceremony was over, a number of Barnard's friends, including Harry B. Haynes, editor of the Patterson Evening News, went to speak with Judge Delaney. Haynes thought that was a fabulous idea and suggested that they act quickly. The editor of the news went immediately to City Hall to meet with Mayor Colin McLean. Haynes told McLean that many of Barnard's friends, both Hebrew and Gentile, would like to honor Barnard with a statue in City Hall Plaza. The spot selected was to the left of the Garrett Hobart statue, At the time, the statue to the right was of Alexander Hamilton. Pretty good company for a boy from Posen. Mayor McLean said, You may count on my fullest cooperation in honoring such a man as Nathan Barnard. Patterson honors itself. I am even willing to go further. When the subscriptions for the raising of funds are opened, I'd like to make the first contribution. A committee was formed and Mayor McLean named Judge Joseph A. Delaney to head the committee. Henry A. Williams, editor of the Morning Call, and Harry B. Haynes, editor of the News, were named to the committee. Both newspapers ran subscription forms on the front pages of their newspapers to raise money. It was determined that $20,000 would be needed to raise to pay for the statue. Within a week, They had raised over $3,000, and by the end of July, they were at $18,000. The committee decided that they would have three nationally known sculptors compete for the job. Mr. Albert Jagers, sculptor of the Monsignor Stein statue, Mr. P. Bryant Baker, an international sculptor of the King of England and the Supreme Court Justice White, and Patterson's own Gaetano Federici currently working on a sculpture of St. John's, Dean McNulty. One of the rules established by the committee was that the sculpture would be finished and ready for presentation in the early spring of 1925. On September 24, 1924, the committee had two announcements to make. First, that they had raised the total amount of money needed for the statue, and second, Gaetano Federici's model of the statue had been selected as the winner to create the statue. In late August, Gaetano Federici delivered the clay model of the statue to the bronze factory in Mount Vernon, New York. Excavation for the statue's pedestal was started immediately. The dedication of the finished statue was set for October 28, 1925. 
The statue arrived in Patterson on Monday the 26th, was set on the pedestal and covered with a canvas tarp for the unveiling on Wednesday. A special police guard was present for 24-7. Harry B. Haynes was elected to be Master of Ceremonies. As Nathan Barnard sat on the grandstand, the morning call reported, Catholic and Protestant joined with a Jew in sounding tribute to one of the latter's faith. Eighty-eight years of life made him feeble in physical strength, but preserved for this occasion. A will that was strong above all others. Within him the emotions were in in turmoil, but outwardly he displayed a stoicism characteristic of the fond expression, Patterson's grand old man. On the front of the granite base, the inscription read, Nathan Barnett, philanthropist, twice mayor of Patterson. On the rear of the granite base, it said, erected by the grateful citizens of Patterson in appreciation on innumerous acts of civil charity, dated 1925. Mr. Haynes said, It is indeed a privilege for me, as Master of Ceremonies, to have the opportunity of welcoming this vast assemblage on behalf of the Nathan Barnard Gratitude Statue Fund Committee. This is indeed an auspicious occasion, and I say truthfully, a historic one. Only twice before in the history of the nation has the opportunity been given for a living man to stand in the shadow of a statue elected by public subscription to commemorate his deeds for the public and to express in undying bronze the admiration and the appreciation and respect in which he is held by his fellow men. The statue was unveiled by pulling a cord, releasing two American flags covering the statue. Teresa Federici, daughter of the sculptor, assisted. The police band struck up the star-spangled banner as men removed their hats and held them over their hearts. Mayor McLean spoke, We are honoring Mr. Barnard because he has honored us. We honor him because he has made possible places of worship, schoolhouses, hospitals, and homes for the distressed and penurious. If he had done nothing else but give us Barnard Memorial Hospital, his name would stand high on the scrolls of our city. Nathan Barnard died just two years later on December 23, 1927. He was laid to rest beside his wife and life partner in the Barnard tomb at Mount Nebo Cemetery. Thanks for joining me today for the fifth podcast episode of About Patterson. Next week on Saturday, April 29th, I have the pleasure of welcoming Patterson's Mayor Andre Sayan. I have known Andre for 20 years, and as a matter of full disclosure, I have to say I am a fan. Lord knows Patterson has had some great mayors and some not so great. And going forward, this podcast will cover many of them. One of the greats is former Mayor Pat Kramer. I'm hoping to have Pat tell us the story of the great train robbery where Patterson acquired old 299 that stands in front of the Patterson Museum today. So tune in next Saturday for Mayor Andre. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a good week.